Hello and welcome everyone to Looking for More, Episode Five. I'm joined again today by Total Freak. Total Freak. He's totally freaking. What's up, Freak? How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? What's up, everybody? Right on, man. We got some stuff and things today. A little bit, a little bit of everything. We're gonna get into it soon. I'm ready. Lexer, welcome back. Hello. I'm going to be pleasant today. Have you brought your, have you, oh, I was going to, it's funny because I was going to say, have you brought along your regularly uh, pleasant aura with you? I am. I'm always pleasant. Don't you goddamn forget it. And Miss, let's get on to Miss. How are you doing, Miss? Good evening. I have no idea what I've walked into. I, I will just sort of sit in the corner and observe the madness as it goes down. So, um. I, I really want to jump in this week, right, to some... We've got a pretty good number of topics. I'm going to probably bring up a few things that I, I'm, I'm going to feel a little... It's going to be... I'm going to feel a little sore doing it just because I know... I'm not going to name anybody, but I feel like it's a very important conversation piece. We're talking about game development. Uh, aside from that, yo, so Mixer, the other streaming platform that has been around for some time now, and has also been, you know, essentially it's, it's Mixer is Microsoft, right? So you're talking about a, a massive company, right? A massive tech engine. Their streaming platform is, I guess we can just say it's done. It's not really done, but it is kind of done because if you're on Mixer, well, you're basically that's what, YouTube that's what gaming. Happens when you cater to well, they announced their shutdown date. Two days, right? And it's like 30 days out or less? Second. And of all the people to team up with, they had to pick the slow kid on the block. I'm sorry, Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say something positive. And somehow just saying Facebook doesn't even seem positive to me. Probably because I don't really Social media should be a curse. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even have a Facebook. I think I deleted that just like a year ago. Yeah, I have it. I've got family overseas. And it's like one of the only ways I ever communicate yeah. with them. Otherwise, I would just. But um, speaking Facebook, of social media. Folks, signals aren't good enough. <laughs> speaking of social media, you should follow this show social media on Twitter. <laughs> at the LFM show. <laughs> Social media sucks, but follow us. Follow <laughs> us. We'll be a, a beacon of light. Guys? In, in an otherwise dark landscape. Uh, well, you'll have three beacons. The, the hellscape <laughs> that is Twitter. That'll be the and largest. Instagram. Hey, honestly, though, like, what do you guys think about the fact that Mixer's done? Look at... Okay, a lot of the people who are going to be listening to this can't see my face, but it's very neutral. This is my surprise face. It's what happens when Microsoft touches anything. <laughs> I, I don't even know. So my roommate is the one who got me into streaming originally. Yeah. And he only streamed on Mixer. He was diehard Mixer. He wanted me to get into Mixer. And I'm like, I've been on Twitch since, as I said before, Justin TV. I've always used Twitch. Mm -hmm. And it's just what I know. I decided to make a Mixer account just to kind of like help him out, give him some some love. And I couldn't figure out the the home screen. There was just buttons that didn't lead anywhere. I didn't know how to fucking chat in the damn thing. It was just confusing. To give I never a... went back after that. I was like, sorry, dude, I don't understand this. I don't want to know how to understand it. I don't think I should have to take a damn college course on how to use a website. <laughs> how to mix it. I'm done. Well, see, I'm sorry, man. To give a little bit of credit where credit is due, mm-hmm. I streamed on Mixer before when it, before it was acquired by Craprosoft. Um, it was called Beam.io. 
Yeah. I mean, they're the guys who pretty much spearheaded the whole zero latency streaming thing. Not that zero latency is even worth using because if you're actually playing a game while you're streaming, it's going to take you 10 seconds to get a free second to re-chat anyway. <laughs> so big deal on that. Mm-hmm. But they also were the first ones to actually start the whole interactive thing where you could provide your viewers with buttons, which was neat because I use that all the time. But once, you know, yeah, once they acquired it, I immediately jumped ship back to Twitter because there's nothing that you can't do on, or, or went back to Twitch, sorry. Yeah, there's nothing say, that you tweet, can't tweet. do on Twitch that Beam had. Beam just does some things a little easier. Yeah. That's it. And to be honest, the community on Mixer was worse than the sewer of the internet Reddit. It was that bad. Because you had a bunch of Xbox kitties with one hand on a controller, another one wrapped around their little wiener, you know, thinking that they're big men. (laughs) Their big thing was that you could stream directly from your Xbox without needing a capture card or anything like Mm -hmm. that directly to their platform, right? Yeah, that was huge. Yeah. Asked for and fucking Twitch picked up that as well, and you can do that on Twitch now anyway. So oh, you can? It, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you can. I mean, yeah. you, you, you can, can link it straight yeah. to OBS, <laughs> and then link OBS straight to Twitch. So it's shit quality if you do it like that, but, but that's Xbox. you can do it. I, mean, I do the, the NDI method, and that took me like a freaking month to figure out how to do because like, okay. I'm stupid. So that's what I use, and then I don't know, but Lexer, is there uh, is there any way instead of saying wiener, we could just call it sausages or snossages? Their little Vienna wiener, Vienna sausage. Little Vienna. Their middle pinky. Reminds me of that office ep- episode where they try to give Meredith her Dundee. She's like, <laughs> I got, come in, I got for breakfast. I got Vienna sausages and napkins. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's harsh though because you know what's really what's what's. The circumstances, because base or uh, mixer calls out, right? Like we got a month and it's going. We're closing it down. If you're uh, over here and you're partnered, we're gonna send you over to Facebook Gaming. Seems like everybody on mixer got just blindsided. But the other thing that's like a big deal about this is, wasn't it yesterday that Twitch had the uh, what was it the Twitch blackout? Didn't know what they called it, mm-hmm. right? Where they were yeah, like, yeah, don't yeah. don't stream because. I mean, so now you just got really Twitch. There's yeah, Don't there's you YouTube. Tell but... me what to do. Yeah, they're like you know, stand up for sexism and racism and all this stuff. And it's like, I mean, so I'm not even going to get into that because that's yeah. Like, so that's one thing I have to say, go down that rabbit hole. Backtrack back <laughs> real quick. The one thing I have to say about this whole mixer thing, though, is mm-hmm. that I feel like a lot of the content creators that went from Twitch to Mixer, yeah. kind of learned their worth in a way, mm-hmm. because. I know a lot of them felt trapped in in Twitch. They felt like that they couldn't do anything else, you know, that they were just this was it for them. They didn't have another yeah. method of expressing their content to everybody else. And now that they're able to now that now that they got that offer from Mixer and yeah. they're able to break away from Twitch, now they have all these possibilities like bring up, you know, Ninja, arguably one like how how however you feel about him, he's arguably one of the yeah. best streamers, <clears throat> most well known or whatever. Just got an Adidas line. Yeah. Like Adidas reached out to him and gave him a clothing line. Right. Yeah. And now he's able to stream wherever the hell he wants and yeah. still keep the community. And I mean, I think that's pretty cool too on on their end is that they were able to actually see that they weren't in fact trapped mm-hmm. in 
you know, they're able to actually express their content in different, in, in different ways. As much as I think everyone at Microsoft are useless sods, um, the one thing that was good about Mixer was that it did create a little bit of competition. It forced yeah. Twitter to make upgrades at, because let's face it, until probably the last year or two, Twitter has been Twitter. Or why do I keep saying Twitch? <laughs> ah! it's, it's a social media it's bit in the very on. beginning. Got stuck it's there. Just, it's, it's the TW drives me nuts. But anyway, um, <laughs> which shut up, people that are listening to the podcast because I know you're <laughs> laughing. Um, they they're always the same. Nothing changed for years. And then all of a sudden, BMIO comes around. They're not worried about it. Microsoft picks them up, and now all of a sudden they're they're on the radar. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see which making all these improvements. Well, arguably what they would call improvements. They changed. They, they tried to evolve the platform, which, you know, yeah. for better or worse, is still a good thing because eventually you will get something that's good, hopefully, or die trying, like right. Pixar. Yeah, agreed. More competition is always good. And it's also... Uh, it makes me wonder what will now happen with uh, Facebook. Sorry, not Facebook, YouTube and their uh -huh. streaming platform, which <clears throat> is something they've been pushing a little bit more. It's still in like early stages, I'd say, but I feel like this might give uh, the YouTube guys the, the push that they need to say, yes, we're going to uh, make this a lot more competitive. And it might very well be that we now have a three-way race between Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. I'm going to say this three. once. You had me yeah. at three-way. I just wonder how it's all going to pan out, though, because Twitch has yeah. always seemed to be one step ahead of everything else, you know? Like, well, I was talking about like, Twitch rivals thing, and mm -hmm. everything else that they're doing to enhance content creators' ability to create their content, they've always just been one step ahead of the other streaming platforms. Yeah, and yet and... there is one thing that YouTube has, which Twitch will never have, and that is discoverability. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. YouTube is, is the true. second most uh, used search engine on the yeah. internet. Out, mm. You've got Google number one, and then YouTube is second. Yeah, and that discoverability is huge for content creators, mm. and yeah. which can never match it. If, never in a million if years. If anyone can manage to dethrone uh, Twitch and Amazon, it, it's Google. They're the only ones that have the money and the means to do so. Mm. The ability is, uh, that, that's a question for debate, but you know, if anyone can do it, it's going to be them, unless some third-party unknown that's not being bound by suits with more dollar signs and brain cells <clears throat> um, pull, pull on the, pulling all the strings. Like what? Like who would it be? I mean, look at look at. Okay, so there was no streaming. Justin.tv came around. Yeah. No one had ever ever seen anything like it. Yeah. It threw everything for a loop, and then Beam.io came around with a small team. Want to? Don't remember where they were, but I, I I did follow them for a little bit um, as a team. They were a small team. They're the ones that figured out how to make it in, almost instant. You know, they did a lot of things that were different. And it was very healthy for that particular industry. It's just we're back to this to basically the the stale water, as it were. Mm -hmm. So, because you've got you know you got Facebook Gaming, which unless you're playing what Flappy Birds or some other 
eye gougingly bad pay to win. Let's screw everybody and their grandmother for an extra penny kind of games. Or you've got YouTube, which has so many exploits to attack people that can be used against content creators that it's not even funny anymore. Yeah. And their YouTube streaming platform is right. I know it's early, but right now it is very shoddy because you don't get half the features that you can as a, as a Twitch streamer. Oh. I mean, for yeah. up until recently, I'm, I'm a programmer. Yeah. I, when I stream, <clears throat> I make my own bots, everything. I make my own interactivity, all of it. I couldn't do that if I went to YouTube. There was just no way because they didn't allow you to. Mm -hmm. It's only been within the last year or so that they actually go, oh, hey, now you can make a chat bot too. So it's like, oh, All right. well, it's a little late for that. Yeah, I've got to, I've got to actually mention, I saw this from Scribble uh, in chat and, uh, and, and we got a tie in too because this is something that was uh, kind of brought to our attention too is Twitch was, selling curse which we'll talk about real soon real soon here but on d live this does leave d live now i'm going to tell you something about d live and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you why i don't support the platform i was there i got partnered there there was like the 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 two different partnership levels there right which is like the global partner which is i was on my way there and then i was partner which is like your kind of like standard partner level right and here's the thing that i don't like about that yes they use a blockchain but the there's it's not like it's not as transparent as you would think it is. Like they don't really, they're like they don't really uh, have a lot of transparency with their blockchain, even though they say that they do. And then on top of that, uh, they change the partnership program to where it's the only place I know where, in order to keep partnership, you have to make them so much money. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you have to maintain are... viewership, maintain money revenue, which basically means that their blockchain is prospering. But they're the ones that control that blockchain, right? And its value. Right. And because they control that and because that they don't have that public like it should be, right? Because that transparency is not there, which they say it is, but it's really not. They basically control the value of the Lino. And yes, you can, it from a revenue standpoint, you can probably make more there than on Twitch if you have the same amount of revenue coming in from people that donate you know, per dollar amount or whatever. But the, but the problem is, is like they went and they switched it up to where you've got to actually bring in a certain amount of revenue, i.e. Lino and have a, a certain, basically they want you growing their platform in order to maintain that. But right. what you get from See, it is nothing additionally. That, that's the problem. With a lot of the third party streaming <sighs> platforms that we're left with now, you've got sliver.tv, which basically just hijacks Twitch streams and profits oh. off them. I mean, that's a joke, Periscope. Um, as far as I'm concerned. Then you've got Caffeine, which for the longest time was Mac only. But if you go to Caffeine, I think it's caffeine.tv. I think so, yeah. If you look at that on, on, in your browser, I swear to God, your eyes are going to scream and then explode in your skull. That is the ugliest mm -hmm. website I have ever it's seen. Not, and it's not very I pretty. saw <laughs> websites in the early 90s. <laughs> Comparatively. So Periscope's it not is. bad, but it's, yeah, it's like, it's more of a mobile streaming, right? In Periscope, that's more of a mostly what Periscope is. Periscope yeah. is, yeah, it's mostly like for phones and, and stuff. Which, Fuck is Periscope. Do, yeah, yeah, think, you of can, like, think of it like OBS for your phone. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay, so let's do the tie in here. So, so this came, so Freak actually brought this one up before the show, which was talking about how Twitch is selling Curse to Overwolf, right? So, Overwolf, I didn't even know that was still around. 
yeah, fucking. I had it up. I go? Probably because I don't even use, you know, I haven't used uh, TeamSpeak in ages, but. That the was thing that is that I can think of four different fucking times I've had to remove all my add-ons to a new fucking platform. Dude. Here, I'm, so. I'm well, I don't even use Curse anymore. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going back to just manually doing everything. Yeah. Keep my that's, own versions of it. That, that's how I've always done add-ons in, in games. I don't see any reason to use something mm -hmm. like Curse or anything like that. You know, I guess the thing was just the convenience of having that and not having to worry about. For me, like, for me, not having any sort of programming knowledge at all. Yeah. Not having to redo my settings every freaking time. Not knowing what I have to mm -hmm. save in that add-on folder to prevent me from having to redo my do my settings. Yeah. And I gotta it, say, it, it makes you wonder. Okay, so Overworld started as like a third-party plugin for TeamSpeak mm -hmm. to give you an mm -hmm. overlay that was actually functional and wasn't a giant load of shit. Um, it was free to use. Now, how much shady shit are they doing to be able to afford to buy Curse from Twitch? Think just, about that. Yeah, I don't know, well, man. It's it worded as in Twitch <clears throat> client. Oh, wait, never mind. That makes sense. So it says, my brain to second process what you were saying. Never mind. So let me read this. So, okay. So Overwolf team said, as we move to onboard mods onto our platform, we're positioning Overwolf as the industry standard for building in-game creations <laughs> what will no, this I'm mean sorry, he was serious. I'm, what will this mean for gamers curseforge will transition out of the twitch client into a new dedicated desktop app on overwolf again didn't know they even had their own uh, a dedicated curseforge we're moving, team we're, we're moving to the overwolf client over five people use the yeah the overwolf client program <sighs> i used it a very long time ago in league of legends it was shit it's pretty so garbage. It is, it is the definition of pretty garbage. Maybe they've improved it. Is it still on I my computer? I have to see like, this that was now. a couple years ago. But yeah. Over what? They said we're getting all the code from Twitch, so we'll start with everything as is and then gradually add new features. I just how are they you well, know, the Twitch the Twitch mods sucked to begin with. It was confusing as fuck. It was inconvenient. Agreed. Mm -hmm. I hated the fact that I had got reset all the way back to the mods home screen whenever I would press like if I clicked on the wrong add-on and I had yeah. to go back somewhere, it would send me all the yeah. way back to the home screen. Mm -hmm. I have to research it again. So annoying. And the games weren't broken down. So like for instance, there was the World of Warcraft folder. You would have to figure out which add-ons were classic and which add-ons were retail. They didn't break it down for you. There was no way for you to select a different game if you published your add-on. Everything was just World of Warcraft, kind of like how it is when you search for the game on Twitch. It's just yeah. World of Warcraft, and you have to put in your title if you're playing classic or retail. Um, it just, it was just a really, and then there was no, with auto-update and, like, activated, nothing automatically updated for me. I always have to go in and manually update everything and click the fucking button. I don't know. Well, it was just an inconvenient platform to begin well, with. The way. old first platform was great. As I said, let's put it this way. I would rather play a paladin than use Overwolf. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. You know, oh, I already know this is going to be tweeted by Drac Attack like in about a day. Oh, dear. On Twitter. Dear me. If you follow the show Twitter, you you guys will understand. After every episode, I actually love it, man. After every episode, he's just like... He'll go through and he'll be listening to it and he'll just, he'll like literally quote portions of the show and just like at the LFM show. And I'm just like, kind of feels good, man. I'm like, you know, every time <laughs> there's like a moment, these are the moments that 
stand out for Drac Attack. I'm like, that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> Hopefully, Drac Attack's smiling nice and big right now, listening to the show, which will be a day from now. But yeah, but this is here's the funny thing for me, right? As I'm reading this. There's nothing about this appealing to me. Will the new Curse Forge app include ads? Yes, with an opt-out. We want to make modding a legit profession. I'm just like, you already lost me there. Yeah. It looks like this is all about trying to make some money. It doesn't seem like it's about providing a valuable service to gamers. It's just I, another annoyance. I don't want to. I don't want to. Just like me when I was a kid, I don't want to go to school. I'm getting up out of bed. Like, in the there's some add-ons in WoW that you have to have. Like, there's just some you do. It's not going to be built into the, into the game, and you have to use them. So you and... got minion, minion we use for ESO. I guess you can actually use it for WoW too. I I, I always there's had some days they can't even open the fucking client. You know like, I, I like I, I... <laughs> this is like a conversation you had like three days ago. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, <laughs> hook up jumper cables to my fucking monitor <laughs> and try to start the damn program. <laughs> Is that what you're calling it? It sounds like a science experiment or a mad science experiment going, going <laughs> wrong. Like, okay, try this today. It's alive! And like you, you contact like, support. Like, have you tried opening it as an administrator? I'm like, yes, you fucking asshole. Of <laughs> have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? Yeah, it's like I control all deleted, went to my oh, task manager, closed shit. out everything that said fucking minion in it, and then I tried doing it again. <laughs> nope, nothing. <laughs> Just tell them no, you. <laughs> All right, so oh, we got we got plenty of gaming stuff. So there's another one. You want to tell us about this Fortnite Friday event thing going on, freak? I thought it was something interesting in midst of the pandemic. Is that they're like Fortnite is hosting concerts and movie nights there in the go. game with people. Oh, it's kind of interesting. I don't actually play Fortnite myself, but it just came across my news feed and it looked pretty cool. And seeing like like more games do something like like that. They had like a concert by mm-hmm. um who was it? I don't even know who Well, oh, I forget, but it was like a yeah, it's like six months ago or so, something like that, maybe was a little it, more. They launched it in April, was it six months ago? Shit, was it? Damn, okay. I remember, I remember though, because like I, I played Fortnite for a while. Uh don't judge me. Okay, like there there's reasons. But I, I forced myself out of that. I forced I forced myself out though because there was this like very very uh knight paladin almost armor that was like at the final tier of their battle pass, and I was like, So if I just basically pay for the battle pass and don't log in enough, I'll get really pissed because I don't have it and I won't want to play anymore. And I haven't played since. So I sabotaged myself yeah. and I have but Aside from some of the problems with the game in itself, which there have been plenty, <laughs> unsubs, unfollows, and quits. <laughs> I played Fortnite. Oh, the thing See, is, I, is they I did tried. a lot of great things in game, uh, but they just—it's kind of an example of like them not maintaining the game's uh, like integrity, in my opinion. You know, in terms mm-hmm. of like things working well, what looks. They do a good I, job I, of showcasing their content creators. I yeah, have to say, they do. They do that. That's one thing they do. I tried really hard to get into into Fortnite because mm-hmm. my nephew plays it and he loves it. He yeah. plays with his, his old school friends and I'm like, you know, I'm the cool uncle, so I gotta try this. T- <laughs> Even though I'm I'm installing it, seeing the splash screen, going, what has gone wrong with my life? That is good. <laughs> but I will I, I will say, they do some really neat in game events. Yeah, they're very mm-hmm. entertaining. Um, 
things you really wouldn't expect like that this big star wars thing that my nephew was he was talking to me for like two hours over the phone telling me about it. i'm just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay that does sound pretty cool <laughs> yeah it's like right when their game just like feels like it's gonna fucking Keel over. crash and burn they're just like look at this and everybody's like oh my god it's like uh-huh. another, right. another game oh came my out god. we dipped a little bit in users quick do something neat <laughs> <laughs> fucking but it's a valid yeah. strategy and it works it does yeah. it, it Hey, let's let him play as Avengers. <laughs> Want to be Thanos? What? <laughs> <laughs> but so, something like this, I mean, the whole, the whole showing films uh, and in response to the pandemic, there, there have been a couple of other cases of games doing things like this. I remember mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks back, I was reading there was a, a real-life uh, aquarium in America that had actually recreated their aquarium in Animal Crossing and were doing virtual tours inside Animal Crossing of their uh, aquarium, what? which I thought, that was awesome. Yeah, I'm no fan of Animal cool. Crossing, but that is kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't play Animal Crossing either, but the concept and giving people that opportunity is is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Man, like, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll say one thing. Like, they do a really good job of integrating new features, new... Like they change the map with an event. I mean, even though I may not like the direction that Fortnite goes, like that's just really cool, man. Like in-game events, like I think MMORPGs, I've loved in-game events. Like those like kind of real time, you know, okay, here's another example of an in-game event that I think is amazing. Is, well, was amazing, I guess. Not so much, no offense, freak. I'm referencing retail, wow. So like back when around wrath and like what burning crusade and wrath they started implementing these like right before the new expansion they have these like little events right and i think before legion it was like the i I think stuff like that's cool it kind of feels like the in-game seasonal events like leads up to what the expansions would be all about yeah Yeah. i love stuff like that event Mm -hmm. uh like cataclysm deathwing destroying shit for no fucking reason event (laughs) yeah just burning everything the zombie plague before wrath was that that was oh, a, that yeah. was such a good event. Hey, much love to Adeniums. Thank you for the five tier one gifted subs. Thank you so much for that. Really appreciate it. Um, that the fucking the pandemic in vanilla, where they were bringing the buffs from Stranglethorn outside of ZG to yes. <laughs> You guys remember that? It was like, like yeah. they would call it the Wild Plague. Yeah, they were bringing well, that, the that CDC still. Uh, I don't know if it for oh, for a long God. time the CDC used to actually study those game metrics. They did. Yeah, they I, did. Yeah, um, wow. like social impacts, which yeah, all credit to them. And then obviously that that particular occasion in Vanilla WoW was completely unintended. Yeah, and quickly went out of control. But then I like that, that they paid homage to it. Damn. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm glad that they paid homage to it in their their pre wrath events uh, mm-hmm. with the zombie plague. That was really cool. Again, for yeah. some people, I if you were a low level player, it was complete dog shit. You're fucked. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but for, I was max level at the time, and I was I was a uh, priest, and I was loving it. Like just yeah. going around um like fighting off all the zombies and killing people that was that was so much fun <laughs> just, uh, can't so it. We're, all, we're all sitting there like you know plagues are fun put them in games so so you know um yeah 
Fort, Fortnite's doing great things with that game, and I, it's one mm. of those games that I'm the only thing with it that I'm a little bummed out about is the the Save the World. I think it's called Save the World. Their PVE version of the game, which is what all that's the only version of the game there was. I actually got gifted it by uh, one of my homies here in, in the community, and he's, his name's Juicy, and he he basically gifted me an extra copy of the game, and then they had the battle royale come out, and then I was like playing it. And I remember actually playing that and I was like, man, I don't know, man, you know, and then it like blows up. You're like, oh, my God, well, I guess I was wrong with that, you know, but then they started implementing a lot of really cool uh, like events and, you know, like you've got music events and you've got video, like now you've got movies. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of good things. It's very innovative, too, though. It's it like is. if you think about ing- integrating it into an MMO, what they did is that they created a whole separate, essentially a whole separate server to host those events that you can connect to and go to one of those events. Yeah. And I know it I know I like creating a whole new server is not a simple thing to go about, but it is just an interesting concept for other games to kind of grasp onto and be like, this is a great way to build an additional community. You know, I'll host a movie night on this realm. You know, you can create a character, go over there and meet people, you know. Yeah, these are some of the things yeah. I consider yeah. innovative. I always look for for games that are innovative in some way, like it's just really yeah. standing out. Thanks so much, Causes and Chat, for that. And New World, yeah, you know what? Let's let's touch on that. We don't we haven't really talked about New World too much. I played it. We'll have it. Have have really? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh please do share, friend. Well, did you hear about the closed beta release date? Mm-mm. I kind of like July twenty third. It was it was announced. Okay. So they announced closed beta on July twenty third. And it still has the August 25th launch date. <laughs> really? <laughs> Sorry, oh, August 25th. Did I say July 25th? Did I no, say you August said August. 25th? Yeah. I said August 25th. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. I tune myself out sometimes. I don't fucking know what I say. So. I should have really just said, um, yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to yeah. save everyone a whole lot of earaches. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut on New World. Oh. It just. It's just the the that game in itself. I I I don't I, I can't really say one way or the other where I think it's going to be good or a bad game. I just uh, yeah, it, it's not my style a game. Like I think it's just because you're you know it's that new world setting time frame. It's not really been. It's not really one of my favorite things. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's fair. I, I just for me it's just something to play because I've noticed myself just getting worn out in some of the games that I've been playing. I can't find anything to kind of like re re kick my desire to. I can play WoW for two hours now and be completely fine and like go lay on the couch and what? not want to do anything else in the game. I can play ESO for four hours, you know. What do you feel and, like wears you out in the game? I think that's uh, relevant. Yeah. What wears me out? Yeah, like what kind of it's just the same shit? You know, it's just they're not like super redundant. Yeah, it's just this over and over again. There's nothing really new and surprising coming out. And wow, it just turned into the grind. You know, it's like I, I'm I love having one of every every class. And now it's almost impossible to keep that up to even do anything notable in game. You can't play like like that. You have to have that one dedicated character. Yeah. That's just not fun. Yeah. For me. That's but, that's what I come back to. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I love the Warcraft <laughs> universe, but I that's that's why I just can't really play it. It's just too much of yeah. the too many hours of having to grind the same thing over and over just to kind of break mm-hmm. even. But what yeah, the the Lord of the Rings MMORPG 
as a development. If you all don't know, we've talked about this here on the show a little bit and uh, arm killer and chat had brought it up and I wanted to touch on that. I'm, I'm hopeful. We, we talked about it being in the, Ooh, was it the second? Second era. Second era. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is potentially going to outline. Yeah. So it should outline, you know, when homeboy goes down. Right. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Mike could see all of that. In terms of design, going pre-movies is just a wicked smart idea. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It, oh, my God. I mean, it's it's a period of time that we don't really know a lot about. Yeah. So you have creative control to do whatever the hell you want as long as, at the end, this happens. Lots of manuscripts, too. Like, as Tolkien's son, Christopher Tolkien, he did. Uh, he published a lot of these works, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of his manuscripts. So they're like, there's plenty there to go off of. But there's a lot of open area to just right, and it's being done by Amazon too, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Which just keeps medley away nervous. from it, and we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Every opportunity. Um, oh, goodness. Yeah, I it, it, they've actually got the um, that they're going to be making an MMO, and then there's also going to be a show, like an Amazon series, but they're not going to be directly related, but apparently are going to be in that general era time so yeah not necessarily a bad thing either no nope. I mean, i'm i'm cool with that like go take a couple different pieces of dis- of like of lore or story and then just create two you know yeah i mean you could have the game as a side st- all the quests are just side stories yeah they don't have any effect on on the show or movies whatever whatever they want to do i mean it worked mm-hmm. fine just you know there's a lot to be learned from Tryon. <laughs> a lot of what not to do right and how not to do it <laughs> so google stadia i think i'm saying that right stadia, stadia. or you could just call it digital <laughs> shit house i was trying not to drop it drop the f-bomb damn it all right yeah i just feel like i'm messing all words and names up you know it's like <laughs> Faisal, faisal stadia stadia fine tomato tomato it's fine thank you thank you i appreciate that so uh just don't so... say aluminum please aluminum what it's aluminium god damn it <laughs> no Sorry. actually it's been disproven it's not aluminium <laughs> and it's the person the the european scientist that started that just did it because he didn't want the actual proper english language to feel lazy like the american english Yes, I've, I've actually, I've actually read on this. Okay, now triggered. He's triggered. This is eternally triggered. <laughs> I can see it. He's like, no, oh, no, man. god damn it. <laughs> so Stadia, right? So ESO is going there. I'm curious what freak you play ESO, and now Mist, you started too. Drink. Cool. No, ESO has made a lot of great decisions lately. <laughs> let's just keep the train rolling at this point i can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not every time you speak (laughs) you can't ever tell for sure you have to wait to see like how persistent the facial expression is afterwards (laughs) i can't play i can can deadpan this shit until it goes yeah wait what freak I, I can't play mmos on a controller i can't do it yeah i I can barely play mmos on a pc no Well, if you haven't played The Elder Scrolls Online and you wanted to try it out, you can go play it for free over there on Google Stadia. Yeah. (laughs) 
you know, if you want to rebuy everything again and then Stay, lose it all yeah. when Stadia goes belly up, yeah. you know, that's great. It's Google, right? Alexa, yeah, do you Google, want to though. answer yeah. this question from the chat? No, Google will keep it going just, just as a, a, a moral victory. <laughs> it's like Google always has to come out with something. Yeah. You know, it's just that's then that's what this is. This is just something for them to come out with. To, it's going to die out in a couple months. Nobody's going to be talking about it anymore. They're turning to Google Goggles 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What kind of goggles? If you ever wanted to watch porn while you were on a date. Yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> my uncle used to work at Google and I would just see him walk around with these freaking glasses on. I'm like, what's up for us? Like, you know, you're I don't know what that is. Did I'm you like, freak? I want to hit you. <laughs> see, the thing is like, like okay, and oh, NVIDIA has one of these remote gaming platforms as well called well, the GeForce Now. Mm-hmm. They actually let you log into your Steam account, your Epic account, whatever, and play that way. The last time I checked, the minute I wrote Stadia off was because of like, oh, you have to rebuy everything on our platform. I was like, yeah, I'm going to rebuy 300 games. You can go down south of the equator, pick a side, and just start a sucking because that's the only way anything's happening with you. Anything. <laughs> Onlyfans.com slash. <laughs> you want to play on Stadia? Go to Grinder. I know, oh my god. No way it's happening. <laughs> All by the, the way, games I've downloaded on Grinder throughout the years, I had to go to a new platform. Be pissed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think right, especially with the way games are made nowadays, like okay. I I was a huge fan and advocate of the Total War series. I loved all those games. Until someone at Sega decided to smash their head against a brick wall for an hour and then be like, Hey, let's let's get like 400 pieces of DLC before the game's even launched. Now, let's assume that I'm just one of the one of those fans who I love the game so much and I'm so hopeful that I buy all the DLC, even the $5 let's show a text box DLC for the blood and gore. Um, if I go if I go to Stadia, which you know, it it's in theory it's a great platform. You could game on whatever you play whatever you want on whatever you want. Period. Great. I have to rebuy that game. I have to rebuy, rebuy all that DLCs. Now, granted, the, yes, they're cheaper than they were, most likely, depending on the game. But do I still want to spend all that money just so that I can play these few games on my TV? I mean, the only real application is playing it on a laptop. You plug your laptop into your TV. Hook up a controller to it. <laughs> you could, but but I'm saying, like, yeah. the only the only real application in my mind is just because... Laptops are inherently weaker than PCs yeah. or consoles. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to play one of these games, you know, say you're at a, at a family member's house during Christmas and you just can't stand the bastard, so you want to play a game, you'd load up Stadia, play, and it'd be great. You know, you get top-notch performance on essentially a $400 laptop. That's great. You have yeah. my vote. But... Mm. I mean, that's it. You're going to spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on these games again, just so you can play it on like one or two platforms. I would even argue that it mm. might be cheaper just to get an external GPU and hook that up to your laptop. That's exactly what I'm saying. So I have mine sitting right over there. Oh, you've actually got one. Oh, yeah. Show and uh, tell with yeah. Freak, everybody. Hold hey, on. you know what? Close on version. I'm actually really curious. Yeah. Because. I 
I mean, mo most people I've talked to have said that the only um, reason why you would have a, an external GPU is if you've got a laptop that for some reason doesn't have discrete graphics, but uh, does have a Thunderbolt port, mm -hmm. which is a very limited number of um, laptops, if I'm honest. Yes. Yeah, see, I'm a, I'm a tech guy. I think that's cool. Hey, Freak, what you got there? That looks pretty hefty, hefty fine. I mean, so this thing was badass because I know nothing about computers. And I had, like, this really shitty laptop when I first started gaming. So what? Oh, dude. What's inside it? Uh, This is a... Oh, wow, it's got its own power supply. Jeez. That's... Mm -hmm. It's the Razer one. Yeah, it's all that on the side of the like... case. Yeah, yeah. But, it's like, $200, what is the I GPU think? in it? How much? Um, Wow. $200 for this? Wow. Uh, That's not yeah, reasonable. Graphics card just... didn't come with it. I had to buy that separate. Oh, yeah. but, uh, um, oh really? Oh. GeForce GTX. It's it's basically just an expansion board. Like, this is the 1080. With a, with a he port, sound like, he sounds some, like somebody right there who didn't know computers. He's like, GTX. <laughs> the, the, the downside to that rig is just it's one more thing to carry around. Yeah. But, but if you know where uh, you're going, like say you're going on a road trip to, a, to some freaking family member's house that you just don't like, you know, take that with you. What the hell? You know, it's not that <laughs> big of an inconvenience. Now, if you're lugging that thing to work and or to the park or oh, to a freaking whatever, <sighs> then yeah, I mean, that's an issue. But, but I, mean, you, I mean, that's that's a pretty hefty one anyway. You can't get yes, smaller ones. You can't. Actually, here, I'll, I'll date myself a little bit. Who remember? if anyone here remembers, maybe in chat, there used to be this really old, old video card. We're talking like pre-256 megs. Of, of video RAM, you used to actually have to boot that card up before you could actually play anything. You'd boot your computer, boot the card, and then you could play. I, Who remembers that shit? My time. I I'm sorry. I was that nerdy kid. I was that nerdy kid. I loved that shit. Yeah, everybody here no. in chat saying they're too young for that. I don't know what that means either. Y'all so. suck. <laughs> I'm as used to screaming at family to get off the freaking phone so I can play RuneScape. <laughs> yes, of my God, early like, gaming complaints. I'm too young for that. I'm 33. Long. <laughs> oh, How am I then? 60? Shit. I mean, are you? No. Well, if if I am, my my complexion, I'm sorry, is fucking phenomenal. I was gonna say, yeah, you're looking very good for that age. You know what my, you know what my, uh, my secret to youth is? What? <laughs> I don't know if all I know that. <laughs> I don't smoke. Yeah, we... Okay. I, I, I drink so much. I basically have a pickled, pickled guts, and I never started chasing women until I was ten years old. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm actually on the look for a life coach right now. Would you be interested in? It's your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I, I can tell dude. Sims finger is just hovering over the mute Lexa button <laughs> right now. I'm done with his. Do shit. I press this or not? Lights, justice. Here we go. <laughs> Do I? Finally. Does Lexa love paladins? Yes, because they're they're great barbecued. They're great grilled. They were great. They're great pouch. Um. I mean, heck, you can eat them however you All right, want. Every, everybody, I feel like this is a very, very important like public announcement. This, I want to showcase what that was. This is what we call baiting, right? So <laughs> when Lexer started going into the paladin thing, he was trying to get me to press the mute button, but I chose the path of the light, and I did not. 
I did not. And now you're the one that looks bad for it. No, I look uh, all that white, bright, you're like just golden see, light. Here's the thing, my when, you, when you don't mute me because you're taking the high road, you're letting the evil seep into your pores. Oh, no, 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 no. So no. it's just a matter of time. No, no. It is. Like, okay, the lights haven't no. turned red yet. To be fair, if anybody's watching when, me when this When the cameras week, go off, the lights are only red. Look, my Templar on ESO recently went vamp. So, I mean, to be fair, it could have probably already happened. I wouldn't even know at this point. So, I mean, <laughs> everybody's like... I have a, I have a good question for the group, darkness. though. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I have a question. Okay, I like them. Do you think the era of $15 gaming subscriptions is coming to an end? Do you see a benefit in paying Ooh. the 15 bucks a month? Do you see, hmm. you know, have you had better experiences in free-to-play? So that's a good question. I would, I think if you'd asked me that about two years ago or so, I might've said yes. Mm -hmm. I don't know though, because Ashes of Creation, this game that I always talk about, that I've been following for ages, like their, their idea is a no box cost, but strictly subscription model game. So a new player could essentially, which it's, it seems like a pretty good way, like as a brand new person that's going to try a game, like it's pretty appealing to know that like, well, I don't have to pay for anything right now. Granted, people yeah. are people are, are talking about it right now. They're like, but you have to pre you have to pre-purchase. I'm like, that's all backing. That's all like helping the game in development. That's completely null because you can literally wait till the day the game launches. Go, all right, I'll try it out or a week or a month later after it launches. Go. I'm going to try it out. Never have to spend a dollar on the game itself. Go this month. I'll spend money on the subscription for a month. Try it out. If I like it, I keep subscribing. And if I don't, whatever. But then everything after that, all the content, I mean, it's subscription. Mm -hmm. So, but I, it sounds great. I think it could work. Is it going to be enough to balance the game's development over time and everything else included? I, I don't know. That falls into like, I play ESO, I play WoW, and I yeah. play Destiny. ESO and Destiny are two free to play, free to play games. You put in your initial money to get the game, and then from there on out, you don't have to pay anything else. Yeah. WoW, you put in your money, all your money, your entire life savings to play the game. Then you have to borrow grandma's credit card every month because you put all your life savings into the fucking game. And I see way more botters, way more cheaters on WoW than I do on ESO. Yeah. And, well, not Destiny. Destiny is just fucked. But <laughs> it, it's like, that's my thing. Like, what what is actually the benefit of having the subscription right now? Because mm. on ESO, I noticed a drastic quality of gameplay decrease compared to WoW. WoW has its quirks. Right. But it's... Like, like I said, I play on an East Coast server and wow, I live in Hawaii. Yep. I have great connection. I have no traffic issues, unlike I do in ESO. So at what point is like, when does like having a subscription really benefit the game? Like, does, it, does it actually go directly into developing the game, maintaining good. servers? That's a good question. Like I, yeah. I, I feel like that's the where I, that's what I struggle with too. Cause when I look at, mm -hmm. Ashes of Creation, or I look at World of Warcraft or The Elder Scrolls Online, games that I play too, like, yeah. I prefer that to pay a subscription fee. Like, I actually prefer that over uh, a super uh, heavy monetized, like, cash shop. Mm -hmm. Just because 
I don't know, maybe it's old school. And, and I always find that like in free to play games that you tend to, you tend to have like, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say this is like a, I'm, I'm right on this, but from my experience, I feel like the quality of the player base that I always seem to run into is very different when there's, right. when you've got to pay to play versus mm-hmm. you can just jump in. People jump in, they're toxic. They get banned. They make a new account to come back in they rinse repeat. Well, if there's like, money behind it and you've got to like pay every time you want to play well then it starts to come at a cost so it mitigates some of that but clearly not all of it but i think too it depends on like well is that subscription fee act what's it going to and i don't know how much transparency is around that yeah i think that's like the thing i struggle with because i know it's almost like eso plus is mandatory to play Kind of with feels the amount, like, like it's almost it's almost mandatory with the amount of materials that you accumulate a, throughout your yeah. plan. Especially as a crafter or housing yeah. even if you're a hardcore housing, yeah. maybe. But I was just curious because hmm. I, I've I've had different battles with it because it's like for me at least the WoW player base is toxic as fuck. They all have to play. I've experienced numerous bots every day that I log in. And I go over to ESO yeah. and I don't have that. Like the community that I play with in ESO is actually not that bad unless you get like the diehard Cyrodiil, True. like Milegate RPers. And I agree. They'll like find out where you live and come visit you to kill you kind of people. And um, I know them very well. I know them. And, and <laughs> I, I, I have had really great experiences over ESO with the Twitch community yeah. and the endgame community. Versus World of Warcraft, where it's completely opposite, and they have to pay yeah dollars and dollars and dollars to even log in damn game. Uh, so I have a follow up question. What do you feel like? Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I agree totally. Yeah. I I feel like I know it's the same thing with the World of Warcraft community. Mm-hmm. Nothing against the game. I love the Warcraft universe. I'm pref. I want to preface this. Like I yeah. love the Warcraft universe. I played World of Warcraft like real hardcore from like the end of four hundred five or somewhere in there up until the end of legion so Mm. you know don't get it i'm not hating on the game like i'm just speaking from experience my experience i see the same thing in the elder scrolls online generally about everybody i come across is pretty chill pretty uh you know so i do i actually find myself you know and and the elder scrolls online has been around for since what 2000 or 2013 well beta was 2013 so 2014 uh is when it launched yeah and so you know, in comparison, the Elder Scrolls Online has been around far less time than World of Warcraft. But mm-hmm. then, but then, like, what what contributes to that? Is it an aging thing? Is it the culture of the game? Is it the age of the game reinforced by some culture that's kind of grown with it? Uh, I, I don't know, man. I've wondered that myself. What do you think causes the communities to be so different? Can you do you do you feel like you have any any kind of like a bearing on that? The only thing so I can many think of, factors. yeah, I, I think it's storyline. Really, oh. storyline because the Elder Scrolls universe, right? You think about it, is an old, old universe in itself, from my knowledge at least. Like, so I never played Skyrim. ESO is my only wow Elder Scrolls universe, like no shit. I'm so my sorry. Only experience. Really, damn, dude. Well, well I mean, I never had the opportunity to. Yeah, until I'm just surprised. You know, yeah, when the military started getting my own money, and I could, like, I played uh, RuneScape yeah. forever. I played WoW because I was able to run that on a shitty laptop I got out of garage <laughs> sale, and 
Um, so I never had the opportunity to really indulge myself in the older schools universe until I started getting seriously into gaming. Um, and, uh, but I think it's like such a, such, such an old, old storyline that's been going on for years and years and years that, you know, the, yeah. Because how when when did the when when did the Elder Scrolls universe start? Man, like, honestly, it's I would say it's comparative to World of Warcraft. Really? Yeah. Because if you if you date it with Warcraft games, then I would mm-hmm. say yeah. Because you go back to like Arena, yeah. If you go back to like Arena and like the original Warcraft, I feel like that wasn't too. I feel like that was pretty close, wasn't it? Yeah. It could. Yeah. I might I mean, be wrong, but I feel like it was. Which one's older? That's I can relate it to. Arena is older, right? Uh, Arena released in 1994. 94? When did it? 94. So, and then if we look at Warcraft 1. Yeah. Uh, was also released in 1994. Man, look at that. I'm sorry. I'm nerding a little bit right now because. Like, what, wow. But when did like the first Oof. Elder Scrolls story come out? Oh. Like, when, when did, did that universe get... like. Oh. Yeah, like, when did that universe Because like, Arena. First... Yeah, Arena was more of like it's more of like you were kind of going down uh, these like hallways and you would like turn and you would you would turn right. and you would like it was like a kind of slash kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But Valkyrie needs to be badly for I mean, me. Daggerfall, Daggerfall, was... Daggerfall, Oblivion. Hold on, Oblivion. Uh, Morrowind was before that. Definitely had a pretty rich, like I would say, story rep- like that feels similar to what you see in like oblivion and then in like skyrim um morrowind my brother played that one on his xbox and i didn't play that i actually didn't get into playing any of the more what i consider the more modern ones until oblivion and then i played skyrim but then before that i had played arena but i had picked it up later so i didn't play it at the time it was out because i was a poor kid we didn't have like a computer. You didn't. We just didn't. Yeah. We just didn't have a computer to play stuff on. So, you know, I didn't get my first computer until bad. I finished my first one out of a dumpster. <clears throat> yeah, I got my first Compaq. I think it was a Compaq Presario or something in two thousand and two thousand and what two or something. I was in the army and the thing didn't really do a whole lot, but it was like you know my first computer. So I was pretty proud because I hadn't really ever had one of my own before. Yeah, but any, I still at that point still hadn't really done any kind of PC gaming. I was I was a strictly kind of a Nintendo and Nintendo guy. The only reason why I bring that up that way is because I have just based off like people that were in my guild in ESO were between the ages of like twenty seven, and our oldest member was in his seventies. Damn, and we had people ranging <clears throat> between all those ages. Big age and age. I had uh, I was. I was in a, I was a trading GM and it, that's just, it was just kind of like baffled me because I'm used to going into world of Warcraft and I'm playing with people that are in their early twenties, 18, 16, early, early twenties. I would never really meet anybody that was in their late twenties to, you know, mid thirties on onward. They do, they do play the game obviously, but they weren't as apparent as they were in ESO. It seems like everybody I went across in ESO was of the older community in gaming so and, mm-hmm. so it looks like cheryl is okay so cheryl's like what i consider the elder scrolls like lore master around here mm-hmm. 
Uh, <laughs> like, honestly, she just, she's got so much lore on tap. It's like very impressive. And she was saying, yeah, Daggerfall was probably the most solid early, early one lore wise. So if she's saying it, I'm going to, be- I'm going to believe that I'm going to go with it. You yeah. can play Daggerfall today. Cause I believe it was remade in Infinity. And my God, that game is oh, so you hard. Me. Yeah. You were talking but about that. Fun. Yeah. You were telling anyone, me about if, that. If anyone here has played it, they'll understand the pain that is the tutorial dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> most players never like, no, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of players didn't even get past the tutorial dungeon. Wow. That's how rough it was. Dang. Man, I feel like we're going, uh, I just, this is like giving me the nostalgia <laughs> itch. Cause I just want to ask if you guys remember certain things from back in the day with gaming. Let's go down memory lane real quick. Oh, I'll tell you what, before we go down memory lane, oh, okay, miss go on in with, um, Le- uh, sorry, Freak's question. Yeah. And just want to point out that in my experience, whenever you have a free to play game, there's almost this pressure that the developer has to make you spend money in the cash shop. And they will use very underhanded tactics to make that happen. We're talking mm. things like increasing the grind needlessly. We're talking about limiting XP gains. We're talking about gating content, etc., etc., all Max to make base. you spend money in the cash. Yeah. Um, whereas when you've got a subscription, there is less of an incentive to do that, in my opinion. Um, well, yeah, no, that's, that's true. Sense. I would agree that with is, that. That is very true because the studio actually has a relatively predictable income. They don't need to work on this alternative revenue stream, even though some of them do still. Um, but I mean, there, there's a case for either side, to be honest. Um, like I've subscription fees since the freaking dawn of MMO. And the older I get, the more I realize that subscription fees aren't really fair. Yeah. You're paying $15 a month, but do you really pay, play $15 worth hmm. when you're younger? Oh yeah. You, you play a couple hundred dollars worth a month when, Man. when, you know, you're old and your bones start to creak like mine. You sit there and start going, God, did I even play this month? Hmm. And then it's like, God, why did I even, why did I even pay? Or do you get this feeling of, I need to play if I want to or not, because I'm spending money on it. Yeah. I made a One thing that, that, that I think de- some developer or indie developer or somebody needs to try to play with is a pay for time. You pay $15. It gives you, you know, an average amount per month. Worth of flight time. C fourteen does that. Does wait what? Can we discuss Pretty this a little bit? Sh- yeah, I was unaware sure. of that. Uh, if you pay for just a single month, it only counts down when you're actually in game. Oh, mm-hmm. I, think I was that. unaware. Does I it? like that? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure the subscription. I... Yeah, because when I paid oh, for a oh. month, when it ran out, it ran out. Like I didn't notice that. Did it? Yeah, yeah, they do give you some cool perks. Like they'll give you some, uh, like uh, it's like these cosmetic outfits and stuff like that. I think you get one from like Advent Children on like month three or something like that. But I, w- I wanted to read something from chat too while he's looking that up. So scribble, uh, not scribble, sorry. Cheryl was actually bringing up a good point about the culture to ESO. I think, and I think uh, talking about that there's a lot of people that came to ESO that maybe weren't MMO players to begin with, and became MMO players because. 
they started playing for the lore or maybe just to play the next Elder Scrolls game, Cheryl was actually one of them because she she came to the game to play it because of the lore. And she had played other Elder Scrolls standalone games previously. See, I think my problem mm. with ESO is that I played other MMOs prior to it. So I had a standard. Yeah. And I'm not saying that as a jail. Yeah, I get that. You know? So when I when I beta tested for ESO, I tell I could tell right off the bat my standards were not even gonna come close to being here. I'm so right I'm right there with you. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. there I was put off. Yeah. I've tried multiple times. Multiple times to get into that game because it's it's Elder Scrolls. I want to love it. I have played every Elder Scrolls game. I dearly want to love it. Yeah. I just can't. Every time I try to play that game, I'm either bored to tears, don't really understand how I got to where I am, don't understand where I'm supposed to be going, <laughs> or don't understand why things are working the way they dude, are. Dude, you were watching me the other was it a week ago, and I was like, you said something about like you're in game right now, and you were like, I don't know what I'm doing, man. I'm like, oh damn. I was in game for 15 minutes. Said, yeah, I'd rather be working. Yeah. I did feel like the story in that game was a bit more, a bit more. I felt like you had more direction when it launched versus after all the, uh, all the iterations, all the new patches and everything. Now I feel like you jump in. It's just like, okay, what story do my, where am I starting? It starts you out like a zone. The the thing with ESO is that there's very (laughs) simple design things that you can do that can get rid of the issues. The biggest one for me would be that if I pick up a new quest, don't make that my quest. Add it to my log. Got it. Let me finish what the hell I started, and then I can then you can pick another quest out of my log to do. Yeah, to automatically track it. it, Yeah, before I know it, I've got like 18 quests that are all like 10% finished, and I don't know where the hell I'm supposed to be going for any of them. Don't know which ones are important. By the time I pick one that I should I should go ahead and finish, I've either outleveled it. Or I don't know where the hell I got it to begin with. I don't know what the hell I was talking about. And with ESO, because it's voice, I want to get into the story. If I can't get in the story of a game that is fully voiced, I'm not immersed. If I'm not immersed, why the hell am I going to play it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of those things that should be a feature. Like, you want it to do this or you don't. I don't think it should. Because, like, if you don't know the name of your quest, I think this happens a lot. Like I see this complaint from people all the time. Like I don't know what my quest was, and then I pick this up, uh, and then it automatically switches me to it. And now I don't know which one I was tracking. And now I'm gonna spend how long going back through the log? Right. Because uh, like, okay, my my best example is the one of the first time, or no, yeah, one of the earlier times I tried to play. I was I did a a camera a drummer the dark elves Dunmer yeah the dark elves yeah, yeah. Dunmer that's it uh, a Dunmer uh, dragon knight. I was getting real into the story. Mm. And then all of a sudden, I was like, how did I go from dealing with, like, how to, how to save, like, restore these ghosts or put them to rest or something? All of a sudden, now I'm worried about beetles. And then I look and I'm like, I'm not even on that quest anymore. That was like six quests ago. Oh. And I'm still not done. It. And I'm like, I don't remember what happened. I just remember that I was dealing with ghosts. Now it's like, oh, now I just finished it. And you're like, okay, I'm done. I don't really care now, but I'm done. Yeah, it's a good point in chat. And uh, Cheryl was saying that the the zone guide, yeah, it does help quite a bit with like direction and things to to complete. But I do, I do agree. Like, I think that you know, it's not like the Elder Scrolls is the only the Elder Scrolls Online is definitely not the only MMO that's done this though, where it's like automatically no, no, no. 
Yeah, it's it, that's definitely one of the things I I would just like to stay on the quest I'm on, and then it's throw this in my my inventory or bag of quests, if you will. Or, and... Here's a wild idea: track uh -huh. more than one. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, it's it shows you in the quest log, but like not in in the mm -hmm. hearts, which again makes no sense when every other game lets you do that. Right. For me, yeah. I would prefer once you complete a zone story. It unlocks all the numerous side quests that you can do in that zone for map completion. Complete yeah. the zone story, like and then now you have all these zone quests available because the new players get confused as hell. Yeah. Right. That's and a I good idea. a lot of people tell me, yeah. just get these add-ons. Like, I shouldn't have to get 50 <laughs> freaking add-ons to yeah, play a right. goddamn game. Yeah. Especially if I'm trying to love the game. Because <laughs> what it tells me is they didn't bother to finish the game. They let other people do that for them. I mean, we talked about this on Sunday on the on the other podcast. I there was some Bethesda is notorious for putting out a half finished game and then expecting the community to finish it for them after they after they pay Bethesda. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. We we pay for the privilege of fixing their game. Tell me if that's not <laughs> pay a to scam. test it for us, right? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. That triggers me pretty hard, actually. It's like, we're going to let you all, like, it's like that pre-order it now until so you can get in and basically te beta test it for us and your quality of life oh, in the game is like yeah. misery and suffering and you just want to play it, but you can't because you're really here to be a glorified peon, test the game. I called it the never-ending beta test. Like, that's what I would always call ES. That's another trigger for me. <laughs> oh my God. I will rip some nutsacks off of Metaphorically speaking in a game on Twitch. <laughs> Hey, life is a game. You just don't ever want to, you just don't ever want to run out of lives. <laughs> hey, so oh so I, I, there's some games I've been following, right? And I feel like in this age of Kickstarter games, right? I'm not going to name any names, right? Because I don't want to actually like talk badly about anybody, especially if I don't know true intentions. We'll just talk from the perspective of a game in Kickstarter, right? Um what are some of your concerns? This is just try to be, I know you, you guys kind of know about this already. We'll just try to like take that out of the equation if you can possibly. And this, this question goes to you all here too, watching, right. Or listening. I'd really like your feedback on this. Like what is your impression when a game is up on Kickstarter and then either kind of pulls it back off and like relaunches it, you know, the money amount changes, the goal amount changes, uh, it could be that they're going for more money. It could be that they're going for less money. It could be that uh, they've kind of decided they want to re redo some things uh, because they aren't really too sure about the way it's done. That's kind of where I come in. It's like if you don't seem sure and you put it up and then you reflect not being sure, that's where I have concerns because essentially when you decide to – wait, are you stuck or is that like super – a oh, superposed. No, Damn, that's really good. Words. Okay, I go. I just got three words. <laughs> Stop <laughs> being stupid. Yeah. <laughs> There's no goddamn excuse. Yeah, man. Like Stop being uh, stupid. Especially indie, indie developers. Yeah. Your image means way more to you than it does to a AAA company. Because a AAA company is going to make millions no matter what. Okay, yeah. If you start looking like a shady sack of crap, <laughs> of Lyria, um, then guess what? People are going to expect that of you. Sorry, did you say Chronicles of Illyria? 
Was it Chronicles or was the other one? I can't remember. I keep getting mixed up. It's okay. We'll go with that one. Anyway, Whatever. please continue. <laughs> Who cares? There's 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 a long list of them on Kickstarter. But anyway, either way, if if you look, if you start acting or making the appearance of being shady trash, why the hell would you expect anybody to treat you differently? And the same goes with how your team deals with the public, deals with other developers, deals with people on streams. Mm -hmm. If they're acting badly, it's reflecting badly on you. Stop being stupid. Yeah, it looks bad, I feel man. Like social media brings out just the stupidity in so many people. Yeah, because it is about Twitter. Twitter, for some reason, just seems to bring out the absolute worst in people. <clears throat> I have no idea why. Like there have been so many, uh, like so much drama and so much controversy that has started on Twitter. It's actually insane. Yeah, like, well, we've had entire embarrassing as a human we've, being. Yeah, we've had entire companies go bust over something that million dollar company has written on twitter yeah i i don't understand it can we can we just like delete that can people website? just stop being stupid what were you I mean, gonna say freak the... i want to know what you're gonna say i heard you start saying something it was just going it's probably nothing to do with what's going on right now but it's just i was saying the strength that people have when they're in front of a keyboard still astounds yeah. me oh yeah. <laughs> right it just astounds i just don't get it the, Should the I epic keyboard warriors? Yeah. <laughs> I spent a couple of years boxing. You got you, if you got some angst you want to get out, we'll go down to the ring. Yeah, <laughs> I got plenty. Cash me at Mills. I don't know. Murray's Mills. I don't know. What's a good boxing yeah. ring gym name? Cash I don't know any of the famous ones. I just go. To, I just go to the little podunk <laughs> nowhere ones. <laughs> So here's a, here's another here's another question then okay and again to everybody in chat or listening and I'm not going to name names because it's happened with multiple multiple games some that I follow and care about even right a game that is in development going here's our passion project here's what we're doing here's what we're 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 all in for we want to give you guys this great game and then they're along the way and they go, oh, hey, we have this other thing we'd like you to check out while we're making this game. <laughs> Lex is already gone. Um, it's okay. happening kind of frequently <laughs> here lately. It's kind of blowing my mind that it keeps happening. So I'm actually going to defend the particular game that you're referencing. One. Here. So they said that... Um, they were actually ahead in development of their main game and that their side project would not affect the development schedule of their main game. If that's the case, yeah. and if they truly can stay on schedule, I'm not saying it will, but if they can stay with that schedule, then I am perfectly okay with them doing side projects for a couple of reasons. The first is burnout. Mm. Like burnout is a real thing. Mm -hmm. Um, the second is um, just to expand the creativity, to test things out that you aren't sure are going to work in the main game, but then you might want to put in later on. Perfectly valid. Oh. This is 
if all that works that can work. yeah, yeah if it does absolutely yeah, yeah. um and then potentially from uh financial supplement as well Right. That's those, are all, all, those are all valid points. Yeah. All assuming that they can stick to this uh, and maintain the schedule and production of the main game. Yeah. Obviously, if they can't, then right. we'd have to question what the hell are they doing? But then and there's the problem. Software development and games are software. They're just colossal pieces of software. Yeah. It's a very volatile type of development. Nothing goes according to plan. Nothing goes according to schedule. And whoever says that it does yeah. is a fucking liar. Yeah, it can't. It can't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It can go well, but it never goes perfectly. Yeah. Now, if you're ahead of development, okay, yeah, play around with some prototypes, maybe make a little game out of it. That That's fine. You know, that's not a big deal. But to me, having been, you know, project manager before and on a couple things and my philosophy is you can you can combat burnout by doing something with the team together outside of development mm -hmm. with that spare time. Okay. And, but, and you'll still get extra development time in. Whereas if you work on another game or another project, like not nine times out of 10, not every time, but most of the time, what ends up happening is you will find yourself being working on one project and wishing you were working on the other which affects the quality that you're currently putting out. With the financial supplement, that's fine. But there are so many better options right now. I mean, yeah, Kickstarter is a little iffy. You have, but hell, you can go to Patreon. You can ask for donations. You can do the pledge thing. Hell, you can just sell 3D models because you can just buy a freaking 3D printer and start making 3D models every damn characters in your game and selling them. But the minute you start making another game and start promoting that in earnest, yeah, what you're basically telling people, because let's face it, nobody reads full messages anymore. They miss specific syllables or specific words so that they can feel offended and outraged. But you're telling you're you're effectively telling them that you're splitting your focus on time or not. Yeah. That makes people worry. That's that's a, I think that's yeah. That's the main, that's the main thing I always seem to take away too, is that's the concern is like, if you're splitting your main focus, then how is that going to potentially be an, a problem that you could have foreseen versus the ones that you can't when you talk about game development? Again, I'm not a developer, but I totally understand that. Like I've, there's plenty of games that I, I follow that are in development that I'm a huge proponent, like game development takes time there. It's a process, you know, to have this idea about like an MMO, for example, is like, oh, we found out about it today, just went to Kickstarter, we should get it in a year. You're you're not thinking in the right the right space because that's just not the way that's not the time frame at a at a basic level for an MMORPG. The I think the, the obvious exceptions to this to the, a lot of these rules are it depends on what that secondary project is. Yeah. If it's like a little 2D top down dungeon crawler thing that's a single player. You know, that's a relatively easy thing. You could probably put together a Python. Those of you that don't know, I'm not talking about the snake, I'm talking about the language. <laughs> okay, um, good. That was, that was, yeah. I, <laughs> Let's all play with a <laughs> Python. <laughs> That'll go well. Um, you know, so that's not such a big deal. It's a relatively small project that can be knocked out relatively easily in the grand scheme of things. 
Now, if you're doing uh, a game like Ashes of Creation, you say, hey, we're going to make another MMO on the side. What the hell are you going to think? What's the first thing that you're going to think? Yeah, you're splitting. You're splitting the resources. It might impact the original project. That's what I'm going to think. We actually saw this. It wasn't an indie game. It was actually with um, Pokemon and the Pokemon company, Game Freak, the developers of that, who in the... Uh, while, or rather just before uh, the latest Pokemon games, Pokemon Sword and Shield, were released, news leaked out that the developers were also working on a different um, uh, RPG at the same hmm. time. And this drove people insane. Because obviously, it's like you say, Lexa, you're splitting the focus. And people weren't really sure what that meant, but they... A lot of people were like, well, obviously this is going to impact the game. And they're kind of... I don't know whether how much that secondary game impacted the development of the main Pokemon game, but I'll tell you something. The main, that Pokemon game looks rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. Like we're talking about a, a AAA game that is from the biggest franchise in the world. Biggest media franchise in the world. And... It looks like a $20 indie game. Like, it looks like, that it bad. Just, and it, it, it goes even... <clears throat> I'd say it's even more important for a small indie studio. Yes. Because you have, by yeah. far, more limited resources, more limited manpower. So if people look at a, at a, a AAA studio and expect what they're going to make is junk... What are they going to expect of your your baby that you're trying to bring to life? See, they're going to expect that to be trash too, and they're either going to not bother with it, or they're going to go in with low expectations anyway, which means there's no way in hell they're going to stick with it, unless you completely blow them out of the water with something fantastic. But if you're splitting your focus, it's not happening. See, that's the thing too with, with Ashes of Creation. Like That was the thing that the community for a good year was just there was a lot of anxiety for a lot of the people that were diehards and you know they had apoc on the side you know and it's like even as somebody that supports the game like myself like i was there were periods where i was like man i don't know because you're saying all this is going to help the core game but you're not at a place where you can see that actually happening so you don't really have evidence you're just kind of having to take things at face value or take someone's word on it and so, yeah. you know, we went through and then APOC was like, it had its, it, we'll just leave it alone. We'll just say it had its moments. Some were positive, some were rough. And there were a lot of things that they had to take down. They had to work on the back end. But we get to now where they're showcasing things and somebody like myself who is able to go and test the current state of pre-alpha can see the direct, you know, right. the direct yeah you know, like benefit of that, and, but you still don't know exactly what the goals were from right. like a player perspective and what was actually directly in terms of like resources transferred right. and, over. And as a developer, you have to realize who you're talking to when you're telling this to people. True. Most of them are not game developers. They, they like to dream about the fact that they, that they could do it, but they're not. And I've, the fact that they're not means that there's no way in hell they can fully understand 
what's actually going on. So even if your side project is for prototyping right. weird and crazy ideas that could right. potentially help your primary game, they don't understand that. Mm -hmm. Or at least they don't understand it enough not to have this little voice in the back of their head saying, danger, Will Robinson, danger. Oh, <laughs> God, I dated myself. I feel old. Well, I mean, <laughs> there is the new there is the new Netflix version, isn't there? Oh, that's oh. true. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's like, actually pretty good. I yeah, like it. I saw well, the first season, Lost in Space. Yeah, wasn't too bad. I was, I was thinking. Mist has no idea what that reference point was. That'll cause you no, to feel old, though. I... That went straight over my head. Sorry, yeah. guys. No, but Lex, you hit that on the head because, like, as a consumer, if I put money into a game and I hear that that developer is going to go do something else, I'm immediately like, yeah, yes. yeah, buyer's regret right there. In my experience, and my experience is only like I've never, like I said, just strictly consumer. Yeah. Uh, the only experience I ever have with computers is really just playing the game, mm -hmm. but trying to work on two poster boards at the same time for the science fair never you know was good for me and that's how i relate that to is that if i see this game developer going out and doing two two different things with me having zero understanding on how a game is even developed it's gonna piss me off a little bit and i'm gonna not want to put any more money into them to get the game out because i feel like it's not going to happen or it's just going to be delayed and delayed and delayed because i have right. nothing i have nothing wrong with waiting for a game to come out if it's the sole like the sole purpose of their company there's that one particular game but if i know that they're working on three to three different things i'm going to get turned off immediately yeah absolutely yeah and it just comes down to i mean a lot of a lot of the, these companies that are i say companies and i want to mean the studios yeah I, i've been seeing this a little bit more recently and, and in my opinion it's kind of like it's just three simple words stop being dumb or stop being stupid however you want to say it it all means the same thing. It almost, it's almost like you need somebody to act as a filter mm -hmm. for your PR. Because I've, do, I've done very limited yeah. PR. And I look at some a lot of the stuff and I go, that is either worded horribly wrong, which Ashes suffers from quite often. Yeah. It has where they, make them, they shoot themselves in the foot constantly. But, you know... Or they're just doing stuff where you're like, if I could reach through this monitor and throttle you, I would. I would risk my life for a jail for a lifetime sentence in prison to knock just a little bit of sense into you. <laughs> because oh, it's obvious there's a black hole inside of your skull that's sucking all the common sense that's <laughs> ever been generated for your entire lifespan. Just gone. This is the moment in the show where, where Lexer reaches deep. <laughs> um, yeah, I I completely agree with you guys there. One thing that I think we need to keep in mind is the majority of people who play games are, not to sound like derogatory or anything, are very much like Freak over there, who just play the games. <laughs> They don't know anything Poking about game development. They don't, know... <laughs> they don't know anything about the technology. Nothing. They just play the games. <laughs> and they physically cannot understand the game's development process. Uh, so right. when yeah. somebody... They don't, they don't think about these things. When... Yeah, but the... and the developers don't understand that. They, they think that 
everybody will have a similar level of knowledge than to the developers, which isn't the case. So when the developer makes these sort of thing, they they make these decisions that to the developer they might make sense, but to the consumer they just don't. And they're yeah, and there's all they, I hear is bleep, 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 yeah, ex- bleep, exactly. They do. I got um, money's going down the drain. I gotta make. Hey, here's a... my reasoning for not want. I, I I don't. I have no desire to even learn how to develop a game. And I that's like fine. playing because I took video editing for mm-hmm. a very long time, and movies were fucking ruined for me. I guess because I watched them, and I'm like, I would not have cut that there. I would have not have done this transition. I not. I wouldn't. Have, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't sit down and enjoy a movie because I get fucking pissed off. I don't yeah. want that to happen when I play video games. Exactly. So, yeah. And, no, and here's the thing, though. Huh? Yes, we say a lot of gamers don't really know anything about games. Mm-hmm. We're not. I'm not. At least I'm not saying that in a derogatory way, which is surprising. I know, because everybody has their own expertise. Of shit, I don't know. You could have someone show me an origami swan, and I'd I'd probably have my jaw on the floor going, "How the hell did you do that?" But I can. I mean, I can code up a client server encryption system and not think anything of it. You know, and I've got a brother-in-law who I tried to explain uh, a website framework that I've been developing to him. And he just kind of got this glazed look over his eyes. And I'm like, this is really simple stuff. And he's like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I have to respond to a couple of things in chat. So one, J-Rod, Andy, thank you so much for the five gifted subs. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Amber's in chat. Please, for J-Rod, Andy. Also, uh, I was... I stand up and applaud, but I'm not wearing any pants. I, I, would, I was prompted to uh, lecture. There's a... I think that... Um, how can I say this? I feel that I have not done my duty and told you that you were pretty today. And that oh. was... You, you are. I just wanted to make sure oh, you knew Hold that. on. I got to... No, no, no. Wait, get ready to cut it. Get ready to cut it. I'm very excited. (laughs) (laughs) He had to pinch his shirt. Someone clip that. That's got to get. I mean, I've already got the one to go back and clip because uh, Miss was like, I hate to sound, we don't want to sound derogatory or anything, but most, most gamers are like freak. And that's where I wanted to end the clip. No other additional explanation. <laughs> right there. I can frame it. I don't it want to be derogatory or anything, but Lexer's an ass. <laughs> oh, can we clip that? I feel like we, Go for it. I feel like we could just take a bunch of clips, yeah. mash them together, and just make the most horrendous like, we need to, amalgamation. We need to add C, I think C to the end of the, the, of the, uh, the show name, so it's looking for more clips. Yeah, that's you know you know uh, what's really funny is I've been making a point on both the Ash Ashes Pathfinders podcast and this one to go and get two clips per episode now because I'm actually going to put a bunch of stuff together and make a very ridiculous story out of it somehow. <laughs> I'm just going to take that and create a really messed well, up story. You know those songs? Time. You know those songs that people make from like just a whole bunch of clips? <laughs> it's kind of like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Too, I'm going to do add some dubstep too, like. <laughs> I've been uh, on said some pretty stupid stuff, so now I have to go back and like watch. And, okay, it's, 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 <laughs> I don't remember you ever claiming your love to Paladin, so I think you're safe on the stupid stuff. <laughs> oh, come on, fair. Very fair. that's it, that's enough. Well, see, and I don't even have Nathan Napalm here today because unfortunately, he couldn't because he it. abandoned you. 
Because that's how paladins roll. They bubble and hearth on you every time. <laughs> <laughs> now I see why people bubble, bubble hearth on you, homie. Because I because I because I can actually tank it. <laughs> take it. Get it, take it, tank it. Yep. Get it. I can tank it. They can't. Hey, um, it's uh it's about that time, unfortunately, you guys, and we've we've hit on most of the the bullet points. There was like one question I wanted to wanted to ask, so I'm gonna ask this one final question to get your feedback. But what do you all think? it really means to have an innovative game in this day and age. I don't I think believe... there's appropriate words for it, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> now he says that. Uh, well, I believe it's something that affects not just the game itself, not just the genre of the game itself, but the entire industry. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to hit on, uh, I believe League of Legends is a good example of this because that game has been a huge uh, driving force for esports, which has like bloomed uh, because of that game. It has produced so much, um, so many different careers for people, so much different income for people. Um, and it's completely changed how esports works. Mm. So I think that is the innovation that is really sort of glaring and is really good for the industry. Here's how I can put it. I recently got on board with another project, mm -hmm. another game project, and talking to programmer, or a fellow programmer who's on, on, on the project, I told him the one important thing you need to take away from this project, uh, succeed or fail, is that we need to be brave enough to try different things. And we need to be brave enough to fail so that we can keep trying and finding the things that are really special. And if you are unwilling or not brave enough, save us and yourself a lot of trouble. Just just stop. I don't. <clears throat> this goes this mostly goes to our AAA developer. Mm. Just just stop. Because you're not helping. You're not even making a good product. You're making pathetic jokes that are a mockery of an industry that used to be something special. Mm. Lex are out. What do you think, Freak? <laughs> I'm going to kind of contradict myself here because I do play ESO, but one thing that I always look for in gaming now is a is the developers responding to their community about issues that are in the game. There's every game that I currently play that is an act that 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 happens. It could be the dumbest dumbest little fucking bug. Yeah, but that person is getting a response like they're being heard. No matter how many times it's been reported before, mm. not flat out being ignored, right? And or having one person respond to everything because we all know that one person doesn't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I like. The first thing I do now before I even install a game is that I'm going to hit the forums and look and see what's going on. 
to make a good, you know, judgment call on if it's even worth playing. Like if I do come across a bug and I report it, am I going to even get a response? Do I know it's going to get fixed? Do do they even care? And I can answer uh, you right now. No. No. See, so it's like, <laughs> and I'm not even joking. It's that, that's pretty yeah, much my not, my yeah, tenses on it. So. I like that, or even like those like very generic, very you know, cookie cutter responses that you get these emails. And it's like the exact same response. I, I think I would yeah. also here do this do this there. survey, monkey survey. Help us. And, out. and I know it takes a lot of time, but then again, I'm a person who's putting money into True, yeah. into you. In a and, way, you're an investor as well. Yeah. And like I used to work for, um, not work for, but I volunteered. For, I everybody, anybody remember game battles? Mm-hmm. Game battles. So like I would sit there and answer tickets all day, and I wouldn't. I mean, I was probably one of the only mods and referees that would ignore the scripts because I felt mm-hmm. like it was more meaningful if I responded to that person with my words. Right. It took more time. I knew I liked script. you for a reason. That's why <laughs> no matter what show I'm on, even if I'm given a script, I don't even read it. Yeah. Because if because I feel that if if I'm scripted, I'm not being honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a good point to it from T Elf in chat. Said I think it's very hard to do, and it means you need to be different. And investors want tried and true, boring, or you know the same method of ensuring that they're going to meet this number, this dollar amount they're trying to get. So whatever works, you know, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, there is definite truth to that. You know, it the gaming industry is just that. It's an industry. It's yeah. It lives and dies on the money of other people who have no fucking idea what's going on. They see what works, and that's what they go for because they want a return on their investment. And I, I mean, I get that. I've been, I have been there. Yeah. I understand it. But to someone who has had a hand in some games, a lot of them have failed. Um, just because of studio drama. Uh, it's, I'm at the point where I want to see games become an art form again because they were an expression of the developer mm. on, on certain issues in some cases. In some cases, they were just something to help people in need. There, I can't remember the name of it. There was a game. It was all about just walking around. Um, and it was a narrative story about how to battle depression. Hmm. Huh. It never made it very far. It never got you know national recognition. Never made ten million dollars. But there's got to be there's at least a hundred people that I I have contacted with or had some form of contact with that it really helped them. And I really wish I could remember the name of it because I still have been meaning to to try it because I suffer from depression too. And if it helped them. Who knows? Yeah. I've got a um sorry. And on that note. I've got a let's let's end it on uh I've got a I've got um, a I'd rather. <clears throat> no, I, I, I think you know the thing that I uh, appreciate about a lot of developers these days is when they you know it's kind of like the idea of hats off to something that you know like a predecessor, people that mm-hmm. came before them, maybe pioneered something, taking it. You might still use it, but you find a way to make it unique to yourself. I think that creative spark of of something, it doesn't have to be a, a necessarily a new idea, but it can be a new story. Right. Right. I mean, look at WoW. Look at EverQuest. You know, look at Dark Age of Camelot. These are games that 
in their own right are wildly successful. They were highly creative game mm-hmm. and they followed their path. And it hasn't been until after they grabbed a large population that it all of a sudden became a business. And you can tell in almost every game's history when the spark died. I mean, every game. Yeah. You, if you love that game, you can look through the list of expansions or updates and you go, that right there is when it died. Cataclysm. And you'd, prob- and you'd oh, probably be God, right. dude. Yeah, that that hit that hit a that really sensitive spot. <laughs> Shit, man, that hit the pally spark that had dimmed and the love for for the story of the game because it just PC ret pallies. Oh my god, <laughs> that's right, Lexer. And on that note, everybody, let's make sure that anybody listening or watching knows your domains, where they can catch you, where you reign, where they can find you if they want to come hang out with you. Uh, freak. Total freak. Total freak. Total freak. Total freak. TV forward slash total freak. I stream Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6 p.m. Hawaii time. Come check it out. World hey, of Warcraft, yeah. ESO, and Destiny 2. Which, go. in case you're not familiar, is hella late when you're on Eastern time. Yep. Midnight. Yeah. Mm. I've tried. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> How about you, Lexer? I, I, I'm really, really interested in knowing where they can find you. You'll find me in your nightmares. Yep, terrified yet? That's that's great, great. That's a great thing to go to sleep to. Hope none of you are actually planning on going to sleep now. You might want to uh, practice a healthy coping skill first. Mist? Who, what, where? I, I just fallen asleep listening to Lex's um, lullaby right there. Um, go to sleep. <laughs> Christ. Uh, you can find me on my YouTube channel, Wandering Mist. I put up weekly MMORPG related videos that sometimes have uh, good content in them, sometimes not. Um, and apart from that, for the Ashes community, you can find me on the Ashes official Discord and Ashes official forums with the same tag. Fantastic. Now, if you're listening to or watching the show, please consider hitting the like button, feed the algorithm, share it, love it, taste it, maybe not, I'm only on Tuesdays. Even and, hit uh, thumbs down and say Lexer sucks. But do that on, on but do that, add a comment, and then if you support that comment, give it as many thumbs up as possible. Also, you can catch us, uh, this podcast on uh, iTunes, um, on Spotify, be sure to follow the uh, at the LFM show on Twitter. Uh, if you want to send in some mail, you can send into the LFM show at gmail.com or you can leave a message at 1539-664-6801. And that's our show, friends. Everybody, it's been a pleasure as always. Look forward to catching them next week. And until next time, have a great week, everyone. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. You know, Bye. Rather than play a paladin, I would rather have a swi- have one of those crazy straws shoved down my. That's it. We're done. We're done. Everybody, goodbye. <laughs>